Welcome to the Congress of Neurological Surgeons podcast. Today we'll be discussing the paper of the year from 2018, the Buraclin filled block with codeine for postoperative pain control and posterior spine approaches, a randomized controlled double blinded trial. Uh, I have here the lead author, Abdel Hay, with me from the St. Joseph's University in Beirut, Lebanon. Our faculty today is uh, Dr. Dosani from uh, LSU Shreveport, a CNS uh, fellow, and Dr. Atashok, an orthopedic surgeon and neurosurgical spine fellow at uh, BIDMC at Harvard. Uh, with this, I would like to hand it over to Dr. Abdel Hay um, to uh, give us a little summary of the paper. Yeah, so uh, 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 in this uh, study, so uh, the, the goal so of this study was to investigate the potential analgesic benefits uh, of adding clonidine to bupivacaine during uh, uh, pre-incisional uh, local uh, infiltration and posterior uh, spine approaches. So uh, the uh, the main rationale, the rationale of, uh, of this study uh, was especially uh, to uh, enhance uh, some aspects uh, of, uh, uh, of the general uh, analgesic strategy or multimodal analgesia uh, whose, uh, uh, whose goal is to minimize the side effects uh, of each of uh, uh, the analgesic uh, and uh, while improving uh, post-operative uh, pain control. And so uh, uh, this study about uh, the local pre-incisional infiltration uh, uh, was, uh, uh, so the goal was to improve that aspect of uh, this multimodal analgesia, especially that it's quite uh, cheap. So uh, the product we used uh, uh, on this uh, aspect of analgesia is quite cheap, so it's only one infiltration. So we added the clonidine, uh, which is already known to extend the action of bupivacaine for uh, nerve blocks. Uh, so, but uh, this time uh, we decided to use this uh, combination uh, on, in a local or wound uh, infiltration. So uh, it was part of the field uh, block. So uh, uh, we uh, we decided uh, to follow uh, our patients uh, uh, from the day of operation till the uh, the eighth day uh, uh, after operation. So it was a relatively long uh, follow up. So uh, we can uh, we will be able to visualize the kinetics uh, uh, of pain of uh, post-operative pain, uh, and then uh, the results went a little bit surprising. So we were expecting that, like local anesthetics, you will have mainly the effect, uh, the analgesic effect at the beginning, and maybe at the end uh, this uh, benefit will uh, would decrease. But uh, to our surprise. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we uh, the effect was uh, consistent all along uh, the post-operative uh, follow-up, uh, and uh, not only the the pain uh, score improved uh, uh, post-operatively, but also uh, we were able to reduce uh, 
uh, the total rescue morphine consumption uh, uh, by uh, by more than uh, 50%. And uh, when doing the uh, linear regression, so to identify the, the independent factor uh, the influencing uh, at the post-operative pain. So uh, uh, we found that the addition of clonidine was uh, was a beneficial factor for for improving post-operative pain. Uh, also, uh, the type of uh, surgery that each patient underwent was uh, influencing the the post-operative follow-up. Uh, uh, for example, lumbar uh, surgeries, uh, uh, patients uh, had more pain, for example, than uh, neck surgery, uh, and uh, the least painful uh, surgery was the microdiscectomy. Uh, and then uh, we cite also the the, uh, the, the existence of preoperative spinal pain was also a factor that uh, uh, increased uh, the post-operative pain. So, if you, uh, if a patient uh, had uh, some pre-operative pain, he would uh, improve less uh, under uh, uh, analgesics and would suffer uh, more pain. While uh, patients who didn't, uh, who had more uh, radicular pain without back pain, had uh, better uh, uh, post-operative uh, pain follow-up. So that's uh, uh, the summary of our study. So uh, I would start uh, to receive your question. Uh, thank you very much for uh, the summary. I would like uh, to ask Dr. Sani um, to go ahead, please. Yeah. Dr. Abdul, hey, I'd like to start with congratulating you on receiving uh, the CNS Award for Best Overall Paper of the Year. Yeah, thank you very much. My uh, uh, my first question uh, to you is yeah. that um, uh, uh, you describe the effect of adding clonidine to uh, bupivacaine and uh, uh, the rationale for using this combination of medications is derived yeah. from other studies uh, that, that yeah. demonstrate benefit uh, in other uh, surgical subspecialty uh, uh, areas. Yeah. Uh, uh, my question to you is uh, if you are able to elaborate on uh, specifically clonidine's mechanisms of action uh, pharmacologically and how these mechanisms make clonidine effective in reducing acute and uh, long-term post-operative pain. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, uh, we pointed, uh, so uh, uh, we made this point in uh, our discussion uh, inside the article. Uh, so uh, uh, after seeing that consistent uh, analgesic benefit all along the post-operative follow-up and not only at the beginning of the follow-up, so uh, uh, it was so uh, uh, we tried to review so the different mechanisms uh, and we thought that uh, clonidine uh, so as an uh, alpha two adrenoceptor uh, as an alpha two agonist so uh, had uh, uh, multiple mechanisms of action, uh, and we tried uh, to sort out which uh, mechanism was uh, in action in, in, in our case. So, uh, 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 clonidine is able to uh, to cause uh, local vasoconstriction, so it's uh, similar like uh, alpha-1 agonists uh, like uh, adrenaline. Uh, 
but this effect is quite transient and uh, should not last uh, beyond the half-life of uh, local half-life of clonidine, which is uh, estimated uh, 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 between 8 and 25 hours. So uh, it's uh, less likely to to be that mechanism. Uh, also, we cited uh, that uh, clonidine is able to hyperpolarize uh, uh, the pain nerve fibers, which mean uh, A delta and T fibers. Uh, but also, this effect is dependent on the presence, uh, on the local presence of uh, clonidine, which also cannot explain uh, the prolonged uh, action of clonidine. Uh, uh, we then uh, uh, looked a little bit on different papers and saw that uh, 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 so uh, clonidine can act on uh, immunomodulation uh, since uh, macrophages and lymphocytes uh, present alpha-2 adrenoceptors on their surface. And so we thought that uh, uh, it's mainly that anti-inflammatory uh, a mechanism that is in action because uh, uh, its uh, benefit is lasting beyond uh, the presence uh, of uh, the local presence uh, of clonidine. So it's more than clonidine uh, uh, launching a certain uh, uh, biological or uh, immunological reaction which is different from the usual reaction so it's an anti-inflammatory reaction which uh, whose effects last uh, th that long uh, so uh, uh, what can I say also so uh, it has an action so it behaves a little bit like uh, local uh, steroid inf uh, infiltration uh, if we can uh, compare it so I then saw a little, uh, the lit uh, a little bit of literature uh, uh, recently, and and so uh, and found uh, an article from 1999 uh, citing that the local ketoprofen infiltration was able to reduce uh, low back pain uh, by more than 50% for three days after lumbar epidural anesthesia. So which means. Uh, uh, that clonidine may be uh, able uh, uh, to have such a prolonged effect uh, uh, because uh, of this mechanism since it, uh, it's only local infiltration with steroids and uh, ketoprofen, uh, of course, uh, uh, that uh, not, uh, they were not tested on, uh, on uh, spinal surgeries, but uh, they were the only uh, type of uh, medication or agents, local agents, that were able to give such a prolonged uh, uh, action. Thank you. Thank you so much for your, uh, for your answer. My, my second question is, uh, with yeah. respect to both the, uh, the outcome parameters, uh, the first one being uh, the comparison of preoperative and postoperative overall pain, which is described in the paper yeah. as area under the curve of pain, and the yeah. second one yeah. being total um, postoperative rescue morphine consumption. With respect yeah. to both of these outcome groups, the effect was most yeah. pronounced in the lumbar spine group, but no significant difference yeah. was observed in the in the cervical stenosis group, patients that had cervical surgery from yeah. a posterior approach. Uh, yeah. Is there is there uh, any a theory or any uh, 
uh, explanation for uh, why that effect may be more pronounced in the lumbar group as opposed to the cervical group? Yeah, uh, we did uh, a post-hoc uh, statistical power analysis uh, to see why uh, a cervical, uh, the cervical surgery subgroup uh, didn't benefit from uh, local clonidine infiltration. And uh, we found that the power for the cervical group was uh, not more than 13%. Uh, so it was a low power since uh, we only had uh, 26 uh, cervical uh, patients uh, out of uh, 225. So it, uh, it was only 10% uh, of our patients. And uh, uh, we did found uh, 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 on when taking uh, the pain score on each day. Uh, it's, uh, it's something that figures in the supplementary data. Uh, we found that uh, the clonidine was actually able to yield some benefit, some significant benefit at uh, uh, at the beginning. So uh, and at the end of the follow-up, uh, but uh, that benefit wasn't uh, overall consistent. So. Uh, uh, it, it is mostly due to low uh, statistical power, uh, I think, for the cervical uh, group, where we don't have uh, truly a, uh, a scientific explanation for this uh, discrepancy. Uh, there is uh, no true uh, biological basis for that, uh, other than maybe the cervical uh, uh, spine receives some innervations from the the trigeminal uh, nucleus, uh, so uh, which is uh, not, uh, which may I don't know, which may uh, have a role uh, on spinal sensitization, but uh, we don't. Uh, we think uh, this discrepancy is more due to uh, uh, to the low power for the cervical subgroup. Thank you. My my final question uh, to you. You just mentioned yeah. the the concept of uh, of spinal yeah. uh, sensitization, uh, and uh, yeah. are you are you able to uh, elaborate on this concept of uh, spinal sensitization and the role of clonidine yeah. as it relates to spinal sensitization? Because the reason why this question I ask because uh, uh, in your paper, patients uh, with preoperative uh, pain did not get yeah. as much relief uh, as those without uh, preoperative uh, spinal pain. Yeah, so uh, the, the concept of spinal sensitization uh, is uh, so uh, reminds me a lot of our pediatric patients. Uh, so uh, I think most of you will, uh, would notice in our daily practice that uh, once you hurt, uh, let's say hurt, but once uh, once uh, once a child uh, feels hurt uh, from some uh, medical act, so uh, the next time you come. Uh, uh, on the wards uh, during the, the wards to him or uh, during the round uh, the wards to him so uh, you would see him crying before even touching him so uh, he would be he will always be remain in a state of uh, increased uh, alertness uh, towards pain even without uh, any painful stimulus of course in the adults so an adult would not uh, cry before uh, having a spinal pain, but he would be uh, 
more alert to any painful stimulus. So it's like a central amplification of uh, the true uh, painful uh, stimulus. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of uh, a sustained uh, state uh, state of sustained pain or uh, central uh, modulation uh, of the uh, of the painful stimulus. Uh, this uh, concept uh, helped us to explain why clonidine was more effective on the group of uh, patients uh, that had no uh, preoperative spinal pain. So, uh, uh, because uh, it yielded a better uh, uh, pain control uh, postoperatively, so the patients uh, weren't uh, as uh, alert to pain as uh, uh, their counterparts who had preoperative back pain so uh, that were more alert to, to the same uh, 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 postoperative pain uh, stimulus so uh, that's the concept uh, of it so that helped us to explain uh, so that uh, difference uh, among different uh, these categories of patients Thank you so much. Any other questions? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Atashok, do you have some questions for the author, please? Yes. Um, Dr. Abdelhaid, thank you very much uh, for joining and allowing us to better understand your paper. And congratulations again on this uh, prestigious yes. award. Some of my questions have been already answered, but I have uh, two short questions. The first yes. one is related to the methodology of your paper. How yeah. uh, did you measure the uh, pain? And I read the paper, and I understand that uh, the patients had this pain diaries so that they had to yeah. note the pain three times a day, starting from the yeah. day three post-op, and until uh, yeah. day three, day every two hours. And if I yeah. can understand better, how did they uh, measure their pain? Was there a visual pain analog, or they just simply graded it from zero to ten? How did you measure this? Can you just explain a little bit more about it? Uh, yeah, uh, during the three first days, which means uh, the day of the operation and uh, and the first two post-operative days, so the patient had uh, to f uh, uh, to fill his uh, pain uh, score. So. Uh, uh, each two hours, so it's uh, for 13 uh, for 16 hours during the day. So we mainly divided uh, uh, the schedule of our pain score for uh, for 16 hours during the day and uh, eight hours during the night. So during the day, it was only during the day that the patient uh, filled uh, uh, their pain diary each uh, two hours. Okay. Uh, during uh, the first three days, and then from uh, the third post-operative day till uh, the eighth day, he filled only uh, three times, which means once in the morning, so once uh, at noon and once uh, uh, at the evening. Uh, while during the night, we had uh, so uh, one score for the night. So it's uh, we calculated uh, so. Uh, we multiplied the pain score for the night by eight hours, so it's, uh, we considered that the standard uh, 
uh, sleeping time uh, for most patients is uh, around uh, eight hours. So uh, that's how uh, we calculated the scores. We, for example, if the patient evaluated his pain uh, uh, five over ten uh, on the numerical scale during the night, we multiplied five by eight, which means forty uh, units so uh, of pain uh, of pain time or pain hours. And uh, during the day, for example, if we evaluated his pain uh, for six, we, did, we multiplied six by two and then five by two. So uh, that's it. And for uh, each uh, uh, evaluation of pain, uh, the patient mentioned uh, if he, ha he obtained some uh, rescue morphine uh, uh, dose of uh, five milligrams, and that's how, how we, we made the uh, the, uh, the evaluation in parallel of the uh, the morphine intake. Okay, thank you. And my uh, the second part of the question was related to this methodology, actually, because yeah. uh, when I read the paper, it was very well written, really. And there was this uh, figure three, number three. When I was looking at it, I just noticed something. Based on the methodology, the parameter, which is... Uh, Total morphine rescue, which sounds to me a little more objective, which is because if someone gets the morphine or not, this cannot be subjective. It is they get it or not. Yeah. On the yeah. other hand, uh, grading pain sometimes can be very subjective because patients' own feeling and that, uh, emotions can take part in that uh, measurement system. So what I notice in the for me, of course, someone can think differently. The most, more objective part of the uh, measurement, we see a trend from day of surgery, day one to day three, downward trend based on the uh, difference between the two groups when we uh, actually pay attention to more the parameter of morphine rescue, which means yeah. in day one and two, the p-value is actually 0.001, which is more yeah. remarkable difference between the two groups, which goes down to uh, 0 0.05 in day three, which yeah. is actually a less remarkable difference, as if it, we were able to you know, use a more objective parameter after day three even, probably the difference will, would disappear. This was the impression I got. I may be wrong. If you can just comment on this, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, for uh, so uh, even before uh, before the study uh, began, so uh, so we uh, so uh, the study team so we met together and decided how to explain to patients so uh, how to fill the the way of filling uh, the uh, their pain diary. So uh, education uh, was the part uh, of to prevent uh, the interference uh, of emotions so, uh, or feelings uh, uh, during uh, the pain score, so uh, when noting the, their pain score. Uh, and uh, effectively, so uh, if when the patient, for example, took morphine, we saw that, uh, for example, the pain score uh, decreased uh, for around six hours for example, and then it increased uh, once again. So it was uh, the kinetics of pain in relation to the morphine consumption uh, uh, was examined. So uh, for each patient to see which patient uh, 
had the subjective uh, uh, noting of pain or which one was more objective when noting his pain so uh, 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 how to say it so uh, it's not it's something that doesn't figure in the in the, the article or the paper itself but we like uh, monitored the, the kinetics of pain in relation to the morphine consumption and it was uh, somewhat uh, relatively uh, 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 objective way of evaluating so uh, whether the patient was uh, was logical within uh, when noting the pain score or uh, or not of course uh, you was you were telling me after day three uh, what was uh, the objective uh, day uh, so uh, to assess the improvement so it was uh, where most the patients were discharged uh, from the hospital uh, after day three, so as uh, we noted, uh, so the the pain score was, uh, was mainly so uh, our main uh, indicator. Uh, but we weren't uh, quite uh, afraid of the patient subjectivity uh, because uh, at uh, this period, uh, at this post-operative period. Uh, uh, the pain is uh, much uh, less and it's be better controlled. So uh, uh, the patient would not have the, uh, uh, the, the same amount of pain like in day one and day two. And in fact, if you, uh, you notice that the morphine consumption was mainly reduced on day one and day two uh, because uh, uh, it's uh, the peak of the post-operative inflammatory reaction so uh, uh, that's why uh, also we thought that clonidine is mainly acting uh, uh, through an anti-inflammatory mechanism because also uh, as we noticed uh, the morphine uh, consumption was mainly reduced on the first and second day uh, post-operatively I hope right. uh, okay. I made it clear yeah yeah thank you Thank, so, you. thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks to the authors and um, um, yeah. the faculty. Uh, it was a very interesting discussion, uh, um, and congratulations again, Dr. Abdel Hay, uh, for um, the um, award and for the paper of the year from the CNS. Uh, this uh, concludes our Congress of Neurological Surgeons podcast.